Welcome to the Kickpod, your weekly DNM on the stuff that matters. Good morning. Good morning, Lozzie. How exciting is this for us? Because we are back to our podcast, our professional podcast equipment. We have been using alternative podcast equipment. <laughs> But I'm not going to tell you what it is because it's embarrassing, but we are back to our thing that we used to use and <laughs> we went through a lot of struggles with it because it kept corrupting files and then we just put it in a corner for about a year. Yes. And then we took the initiative to get it fixed, <laughs> which is basically how I deal with my life admin. I you mean, just put it in the corner yeah. and you don't deal with it and then when you do, how long did it take? I know, it was literally a couple of days. We sent it off, warranty was covered (laughs) with everything, so we got a brand new one, and here we are. But I think this would have been harder to use, though, when we were in quarantine separately. Oh, yes, probably couldn't. We we would have had to call each other and stuff, and then I don't know if we would have been good. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, but I think it is a very good example of life admin things Mm. that you're way better at life admin than me. So I'm actually, no, but I have the, the thing at my house. So that's probably why you're probably it didn't get done. organisation though, so. Yeah, but life admin, <laughs> I am more important. a disaster. And it's things like leaving a dress to be dry cleaned. So you leave it for a year. So then your fake tan uh, becomes a part of the dress yeah. and then you've ruined the dress. And yeah. all you had to do was drive it five minutes down the road <laughs> to the dry cleaner. I've learned that lesson too many times. Yeah, like a stain just does not get just, any easier. It to just takes two minutes. Returning something at the post office, I look at it, I'm like, I don't have time for you. And then I do it and I'm like, that literally took me two minutes after I went to the supermarket. Just a reminder for anyone that struggles with life admin, it's actually not that hard. We make it up in our head. Okay, I have something else to say actually. It's okay. not my special share, but I'm just really embarrassed. So this morning I was running. Uh-huh. I was running right near where I hit my head. head. Okay. I saw the lady. Oh, that gave you the baby wipes? Yes, that gave me the baby wipes with her pram <laughs> in exactly the same spot. So that was nice. Yeah. Did she say hello? No, no, no. We were a bit far away. But I rolled my ankle. Oh, no. So I just think this woman, there, were, there is a woman out there that would think there's this long-limbed, lanky Clumsy. gal yeah. that just falls over a lot because the two times we've encountered each other, I've either bro- broken my head open and rolled my ankle. And I always roll my ankle because I have very, very skinny ankles. And also run very fast. It uh, wasn't running very fast. It's my ankle and I, it wasn't a bad roll. It's yeah. just a little bit of a, Have you ever hey. had that looked at? I had a friend who used to always roll her ankle and so all she did was have to wear this thing around her ankle when she, mm. ever she did exercise and she never that ever. That sounds like life admin. <laughs> <laughs> Making an appointment. No, but I actually, I, I've only rolled my ankle horribly once in basketball when I was much younger and ever since then, for how much I roll it, my ankle is pretty good. But it's just when I step on something like that's yeah. not on the oh, same, I mean, a that. rock or whatever, yeah. and then over my ankle goes and I do it often also when I'm wearing heels. But anyway, this poor, this woman, she must just think this poor girl, because as in at me, like poor, <laughs> like as in feel sorry for me, like mm, here she is again. <laughs> and then I was coming home from my run, opened the garage, walked straight into it. Um, really hurt my head. There was got a little lump. So that was all this morning. Oh, yeah. Walked into the Still garage. Still got brain cells, don't worry. Uh, yeah, garage door, like the right. steel bit. Yeah. I just went straight into it because I was not looking. What time in the morning was this? Wasn't even that early. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, it's my worst habit ever, but I'm going to mention the weather. 
It is finally a sunny day. It has been miserable in uh, all of Australia. I was going to say Melbourne, but Sydney and Queensland everywhere. Everywhere has been the same. But it's been super wet week. And Friday being today, we are going down to a winery with our entire kick team, which is so beautiful and I'm so excited. But um, we finally have a nice day for it, which is... Actually, that's so true. Yeah. yeah. A nice day to meet. No, it's so true. I didn't even think about the fact that we we had the weather work for what we're doing today. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I think it's half of our team. Yeah. Haven't met. No, maybe less. But half of our team (laughs) have not met in person. Yeah. uh, Because... COVID. <laughs> yeah, because of COVID. And, and a lot of them are super new. Like yes. a lot of our team has only joined us in the last couple of weeks, which is super exciting. Yes. Um, so it'll be really nice to see everyone, especially because we couldn't, because of me, but we couldn't It wasn't do because our- of you. It was because of whoever <laughs> signed the Sydney Northern East Beaches cluster. We couldn't have our Christmas party last year. So this is kind of like a nice get together. Marchmas. Yeah, Marchmas. <laughs> That's <laughs> nice and not a thing. Let's go with that. <laughs> Lawsy, before we get into today's yes. podcast. What is your special share? So, the, my special share, I don't actually know the name of it, which is very How bad. How are we meant to... What? Okay. It is on Amazon. Okay. Dalton's been watching it and I have been watching it in the background and I'm really enjoying it. In the background. The show from the AFL, they filmed, someone filmed, I'm guessing Amazon did, a documentary <laughs> yeah. on the AFL um, teams, a few of them, or I think nearly all of them. There's So, the players that they are focusing on in the documentary are all fantastic and a lot of them have like Eddie Betts is one of them and obviously he has experienced a lot of Mm. racial discrimination um last year as well Mm -hmm. so they they went into that and then how it affected all of their families Mm -hmm. and what it I don't know what it like what it was like to play and I have to say I haven't been very interested in AFL for the past five years (laughs) probably um I loved it when I was growing up um but then I just kind of wasn't really into it as of recent, but I really have enjoyed this documentary. I'm halfway through and I recommend it. I'll, I'll tell you what it's called. Great. <laughs> that would be great to know. Okay, so it is called Making Their Mark. Making Their Mark. It's just really interesting yes. to see the behind the scenes and what I think also mentally what the footballers go through, what their families go through. It's very, very interesting and it's really a behind the scenes. Like they filmed a lot of conversations that I was like, weird that oh, really? they were filming but it's good because you okay. get to see yeah the inside oh cool yeah so what's Put yours <laughs> what's your special share um do you know the name of it or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i do I know okay you I'm win like, um i okay wait i have something to add to what my special share was last week okay so my special best share last week was my new crush young blood Ah, uh, yes. Yes. So um, <laughs> this morning I woke up pretty early because I did a live chat with Chessie and I saw on his stories, because he's also from England, so mm-hmm. I always have to catch up on his day the next oh, so morning. Oh, you, you follow and watch his stories. Yes. <laughs> anyway, he doesn't, just, really, he doesn't share too much. He really just reposts things or, like, shares if he's got a new tune out or, like, I it's actually not like a, find, you know, a day in the life like we do stories. It's more. Yeah, that's why I find I don't actually, now I think of it, I don't watch any celebrities Really? Stories, because I find them yeah. boring. Well, like I'm they're actually, not posting them? I'm glad I watched it this morning because at 6.30 this morning I saw him post that he has new dates for his Australian tour. So Josh was still Oh, my home. God. Yeah. Adorable. And so I looked at Josh and I was like, December, mum and dad, weird date night. Like, oh, my God. Go. I'll be the babysitter. <laughs> I'm putting my hand up right now. I'm available. Even if it's on my birthday, I don't care. Martha and Alana have always already shotgunned. They were already For December? Like, yep. Yeah. 
Have you already spoken to them yeah, this morning? Spoken, okay. Yeah, because, I, because I've been talking to them about Young Bud. I sent them a message and I was like, Don't I just they want to go tickets. to the concert though? No. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> no, um, I think I didn't make it clear enough last week. I'm really trying to make... Oh, they don't like fan. them. They don't not like him. I thought you messaged them and said, hey, this is our favourite band. Or no. Not band, no, man. No, 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 I'm no. going to the concert. You look after my baby. No, <laughs> they just know how much I love him. So I was like, look, I bought tickets. And then Martha was like, shotgun babysitting. And then Alana was like, me too. <laughs> Adorable. So funny you said that too. Um, but no. I, what we, date is it? It's the 3rd of December. Oh, the 3rd. In right? Melbourne. It okay. is. Um, and so, yeah, I was like, I mean, well, obviously it'll be a very interesting crowd. And yeah. Um, but I'm so excited and it'll be fun. I figured that might be one of our, like, well, it'll be our first kind of, well, I mean, I don't know, but like concert kind of thing. From when did you parents. last go to a, you go to festivals. Yeah. I still go to a I don't concerts, go to though. many concerts. No. My number one memory is Gwen Stefani. I can tell you concert. now I've never been to a concert that would be anything close to Youngblood's concert. As okay. In like, I think Josh has been to, you know, punk. You're more of, like of a Taylor Swift concert <laughs> yes. gal slash pink. But I'm very excited. So that's not my special chair though. Anyway, that was just a tag along. Wasn't it? Wow. <laughs> wow, because what? we're halfway through the episode. It's not like Ticketek's paying me and I'm like, oh, buy tickets. Um, no, so what I actually wanted to share but was. You, wait, so do you want to be sponsored by Youngblood? No. Is that a thing? No, or I just wanted to Oh, say. Steph wants a Ticketek as well. You Please. <laughs> What's interesting is after last week's chat, not one person messaged me and was like, me too, I love him. So that could mean one thing. <laughs> people don't actually listen. Or maybe people just don't know who he is. People don't care about our special oh chairs. Let us know. Maybe people just don't do care about Do you want us crushes? to get rid of the special <laughs> chairs? Maybe. <laughs> Let us know. Um, but no. Have my, they gone downhill? <laughs> my genuine special share this week is a, a book for um, – mummers to be or new mums and it's called the first six weeks by kath curtin and it, it's come highly recommended so many times i believe kat was actually beck judd's midwife and so she speaks super highly of her and i think she's um pretty well renowned for techniques and tips and stuff that mm-hmm. she gives but her book so far I've, i'm about halfway through i really love just she's pretty just straight to the point kind of reminds me of amanda my obstetrician um kind of cuts through a lot of the BS, but also right. has some really helpful things. And there's all these like testimonials from parents and stuff throughout it to say like that they implemented this X and it really worked for them or whatever. And one of the things she talks about is her like bed bottle or bath bottle bed routine, which... Okay, so that would be nighttime? Yes, yes. Oh yeah, because bed. Oh, yeah. but I mean, they go to bed all yeah. the time. So. <laughs> but it's kind of what... I won't go into detail the routine, but it sounded really cool because... Basically what it does is it gives um, the other parents, so the parent that's not breastfeeding basically, mm-hmm. something to do to help wind down the child because a lot of the time like the last thing a kid does is obviously get fed and then put to bed. The idea behind this is that the um, mum who's breastfeeding kind of does her last feed, then goes to bed at about 9.30ish. Um, then the partner takes the baby baths it, which is apparently supposed to be, I mean, I Wait, find a baby has really- a bed after a bath after 10pm? Yeah, well, I mean, I go to bed before that. <laughs> a baby wakes up like every two I to thought, three hours. I, thought I don't babies think it knows have what a day bath at five. <laughs> no, 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 no. Maybe when they're older, but not when they like. Don't is this really like have a, a like a real straight out of the womb type vibe? This like is newborn. like newborn when you're trying to get them into some like sort of triple zero routine. size clothes. When I'm <laughs> looking at clothes, <laughs> yes. But basically, can you tell who's having a baby? <laughs> basically, like the bath then soothes them and relaxes them and everything, and then the feed before. 
um, they put them down is a formula feed. So, mm-hmm. or, or if you've expressed milk, yep. uh, they can feed them that. But it's basically a bottle feed and then they put them to bed and then so they get to bed probably around like 11-ish mm-hmm. um, and then the baby should really sleep for at least like three or four, four hours depending. Um, but it's the kind of like dream feed. And so that means the mum could potentially be asleep from 9.30 till 2 or 3 a.m., which is like five hours. And that's that's really a decent Love sleep it. for a So is mom. that what you're going to do? We're going to try. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel that like... that mixing formula and normal yeah. milk? Yeah. And apparently milk, sorry, and not she's, normal. she's all for it. She's like, okay. yeah, she, she said formula is there for a reason. It's made yeah. for a reason. Like it gets such a bad rep, I think, yes. um, formula. But um, it's a really good way for the partner to also connect with the baby. And also I think if you es- express too much and you try and like – yeah, do, do that. That can also not be great for your own breastfeeding experience or okay. something. I don't know. And I think a lot of women actually don't like expressing as well. Mm-hmm. Like they say that if they're going to get something out of their boob, it's going to go straight into yeah. the baby's mouth. Um, and so it's just a way of like kind of you both having a bit of a role in that bedtime. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, I just thought it was really well, nice. maybe with all your learning, we'll have to start a kick preg and see podcasts. Kick preg. I won't be here. <laughs> like, I will have nothing to add. Um, but love that. Yeah, anyway. Love it. Well, thank you for sharing. Thank you. So, guys, today's podcast, uh, as you know, we've been doing our DNMs. We've been answering a DNM at the start of each podcast. And we decided there were so many good ones that have been coming through that we would literally do a whole podcast on some DNMs. So, we've got a few different ones mm-hmm. we've picked. Thank you again to everyone who sends them in. Lawsy, which one do you want to start with? You know, you do you. <laughs> because they're all fantastic. We are going to get through them all, so. Okay. All right. I'll start with the first one. Well, <laughs> I got lots of Love it. Love okay, it. Good, good. So, <clears throat> hello. A bit over a year ago, my best friend and I were inseparable. We would spend almost every day together and when we weren't together, we'd always be speaking on the phone or texting. Reminds me of someone laws. Um, <laughs> I would stay over at her house at least twice a week and I felt like I'd never had a close friend like that and we'd always had so much fun together. After a few months, we both started talking to new guys around the same time. We then went on a trip to America together. There was no issues while we were away and we got along really well, but I did notice she was a bit more distant. Once we returned home from our holiday, she was really distant and rarely texted or called. When I asked her to hang out or tried to make plans, she'd either not respond or say she couldn't. This continued for a while, for a few months, and I thought I'd give her some space as she was just starting in a new relationship and so was I. More months went by and I asked her what was wrong and if I'd done anything to upset her. She said she was happy in her new relationship and had made friends through his friends and that she didn't want to be made to feel guilty for being happy, but would be here for me if I needed her. I was so upset and didn't understand why she didn't want to hang out with me anymore. We spoke every once in a while after this and I continued asking if she wanted to hang out, but the same thing would happen. I still find myself really upset about the whole situation at times and I'm unsure whether I should just come to terms with the friendship being over or continue to try and make an effort. I feel like I have no closure as to why she didn't want to be friends anymore and continuously think it was me who's done something wrong. Oh. I know. That was my, like, literally, I went, oh, when I read it. (laughs) Sucks. Yeah. So much. I think my question is how old are you? Mm. I feel like it depends... If you maybe, I'm guessing if you, I know. She's been to America with them, so I'm guessing over 18. I feel yeah, like mate, I don't know anyone yeah, true, that's been true, under true, 18 true, that's true. gone away with, with them. their friend, I yeah. think. And then maybe you've, 
because when we're 18, we've, you know, did you go to school together? Is that where you met? And like, that was your connection. And then you drifted apart. But I think for me, this made me think of ghosting of friends. Mm. I've done it. I'm really sorry to say I have done that before. But, 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 but. So ghosting of friends is when you feel like a friendship is no longer serving you Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you, because I hate confrontation. Yep. But sometimes I hate it so much that I avoid things and we'll do ghosting. Um, So you then kind of just stop speaking to someone and you don't address the reason because if you hate confrontation, you don't want to be doing that. Yeah. Um, But I would only ever do that if the person was quite distanced to me already yeah, and that it wouldn't, I don't know, I feel like we don't see each other very often. Yeah. So I, I wasn't leaving a void in their life at all. It was just like, you know what? I used to see you twice a year and I, it's not really making me feel good anymore. Yeah. But with a best friend, which yeah. I'm assuming this is, like you're it, inseparable. Yeah. Oh, you, my best friend and I were inseparable. So yes, you were best friends. Yeah. You absolutely should never, ever, 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 ever ghost a, a best friend. Yeah. Like I think people do drift apart in friendships. I think that is really hard. And I think with friendships, it's even harder because it's like with, with a breakup, like you break up and you don't with a boyfriend or girlfriend Mm -hmm. or partner, you don't talk anymore. And that's kind of normal. But with a friendship, like a friendship breakup is almost even worse. worse. But I, I think, I really think that if you were inseparable and best friends, your friend is not being a very good person by yeah. not giving you an explanation. I think you have every right to sit down with her and say, hey, I understand you have a boyfriend. I understand you have new friends. Mm. But we were inseparable. We used to talk 24-7. We've stopped. What, what happened? Yeah, 100%. Especially if, you, if it's making you, I don't know, question yourself at all. And um, that, that's obviously not... It doesn't really sound like, I mean, I don't know what your friendship was like, but it doesn't really sound like you've actually done anything wrong other than both just start dating people. So I can relate and I feel like 100% I would question it as well Mm. and wonder what happened. Um, The other thing is, so two of my best mates, still two of my best mates um, from high school, I would see them and talk to them every single day Mm -hmm. during high school Um, and even after high school in that first year, um, even when I started modeling and stuff, I was still super inseparable with them. Um, and then I was dating Josh and I became really close with his friends and even like work friends and everything like that. Um, and like they did as well, they moved on, had new boyfriends that weren't in our high school group, um, or, um, met people through work and everything like that. And so there was a few years there, especially after I traveled and everything like that, where I'd probably was only in touch with them really like every couple of months. And Mm -hmm. when I say in touch with them, I mean like sending them a message or having a call with them or whatever. I'd probably only see them in person like a couple of times a year. But for me, and for me, I did feel really guilty at times because a lot of it was not absolutely not them. Like they would often invite me to things and it was just that I couldn't make it or I was doing something Mm -hmm. else or um, for a while I was prioritizing work a lot. And it took me a while to realize how much I'd missed their friendship Mm -hmm. and that real closeness that we had and then I started prioritising them a bit more. And um, I think that does happen when you get older, when you realise that there is those friendships that really did kind of fuel you with joy and, like, mm. feed your soul a little bit. And so, you know, the last couple of years it's been so much better. I've been able to see them so much more, but I've made that effort. And so your friend might honestly just be going through a stage where she's really excited about this new relationship. She's, you know, doing all this new stuff and... It's not that she's forgetting about you because I never forgot about my best mates and they were always so close to my heart. But you just get a little bit lost sometimes and 
you find enjoyment in other things and everything like that and sometimes it takes a while to realize how much they meant to you or mm-hmm. how much it means to you to see them regularly and how like much of a difference it makes to you so there is also that side mm-hmm. as well where she could come back around and realize how much she's missed you mm-hmm. and I don't know but we need to communicate and I 100%. think as well I get that totally but at the same time I don't think you should um make if you don't feel good about it and it's making you like question yourself or like um always think about it and feel sad you don't owe I don't think she owes that to her because she's left you know she's kind of left her high and dry so I I feel like you don't she if you want to talk to her about it and say you know hey can we get this friendship back like let's let's start catching up more but then I feel like after that if you don't get you catch up but you don't get the closure or she isn't, you know, it's not the conversation that you were hoping for, you might, it might be time to, to walk away from the friendship. Yeah, and as hard it's as sad. that is, yeah. it's so sad. Um, I've had some friendships that I can think of at the top of my head that, you know, I was inseparable primary school and high mm. school with and that I just don't speak to them anymore. Mm. Like literally kind of dropped off the face of the earth. I remember a few years after high school we reconnected and um, we had some good times but then it got to a point where – all we were doing was reminiscing yeah, and like not really connecting on like the mm. actual present time in mm-hmm. our lives. Um, so that's the other thing too is friendships do unfortunately mm. fade. Um, I hope for your sake because you seem, you know, obviously still really invested in this person that you guys can reconnect and um, she does kind of mm. realise how much she miss- she's missed you and um, you can kind of have that friendship back. But if not, you know... There's plenty of fish in the sea. Yeah, there's lots of friends and people you'll meet. And also you might reconnect like in three years. I think that's that's something that I found. There were some friends that I was really close to in high school. We drifted apart. Some things happened. And now I'm like, I'm actually like over what's happened. Let's reconnect because I think you're a really great person and they've kind of been the same. So I feel like you never know what's going to happen. But yeah, definitely speak. If someone spoke to you every single day, they can't just stop talking to you. Yeah. Question number two. Oh, this is very nice. Firstly, just want to say I absolutely love the pod. You're, I, I feel like I feel really uncomfortable reading this thing. It's cute. <laughs> okay, you're, you're both so down to earth and it feels like we're good friends just having a chat when I listen. I hope I, I get that. to meet you someday. That is that. very kind. Now to my question. Please keep me anonymous. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. We have decided, actually, we'll, we're just, gonna we'll just make everyone anonymous. Unless you literally write, say, please shout I want out. to be shouted out. <laughs> tell us. You tell us if yeah. you want to be. But we'll just, we assume anonymous. Yeah. Okay. I'm 25, currently living at and working from home in Melbourne with my family who are great. They're honestly such a supportive, loving family, and I know I could ask them for anything and they'd help me out. That being said, my mum and I have a challenging and sometimes toxic relationship. We're very different people in many ways who value contrasting things and sometimes we really butt heads, especially over my being a vegan and weightlifting slash having drastically different lifestyles. I'm working and studying full time and saving for a house deposit and I really don't want to move out because it's so expensive and also because I'm really cherishing spending my extra time with my family, that's nice, after being separated for nearly a year during COVID. Sometimes though I find it really challenging and find myself scrolling fairy floss real estate. I'd never heard this term before. I know, I love it. Love it too, which I know is not helpful. Do you know any tips, sorry, do you have any tips on how to be more satisfied with what I have right now and how not to idolise other possibilities? I've lived out of home before for many years, so I know how challenging that can be. I'm just trying to be more accepting and satisfied with my life and all the privilege I have, as well as looking after myself emotionally. 
I really like this question. I mean, first of all, it really ties back into what we spoke to Dr. Jody about mm. in that like you have some issues that you want help with but then you almost feel guilty to feel them because she's obviously acknowledging um, how privileged she is and everything. And I think that's really beautiful. Mm. So first of all, um, you seem like a very, very um, mature and um, intelligent intelligent person. Um, and I, and also the fact that you've, you know, lived out of home and that you've gone back home to spend more time with them, also to save, I totally understand mm. that. But that's really, really good in itself. Um, and I think too many people put that pressure on themselves that like once they move out, it's, it's like they can't go back home. Mm. I'm really sorry to hear about your relationship with your mum. The hardest part for me is I have had a really beautiful relationship mm. with my mum, so I can't relate to that. I've always felt like I could really open up to her if she was bothering me or something was happening, like I could be honest. So it's hard because I want to say, have a chat to her, like mm. tell her how she makes you feel or blah, blah, blah. And I still want to give you that advice, but at the same time, I, don't, I, I really don't know what she's like and I don't know what your relationship is like to, into depth. So, um, But I do feel like when you are open with people, no matter who they are, whether they're mm. your mum or your friend or your partner or whatever, if they're making you feel a certain way that feels toxic in, in any way, um, sometimes they're not even aware that they're doing that. And so I think it is worth trying to have a conversation if you haven't mm. done that already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's really, really good advice. And I, I'm the same. I f- have... I'm very lucky that I haven't felt that with my mum, but I've also lived out of home for quite a while. So I feel like as you, when you move out of home, your relationship with your parents gets so much better because, yeah, yeah, well, because you're not like leaving your clothes on the floor in the middle of the kitchen, you know, (laughs) like, (laughs) um, and I think not that, I don't know if I, maybe I did do that. (laughs) No, who knows? That's weird. I think for me, when I read this question, one thing that I thought might help is, if you don't, if you're saving for a house, which is an amazing goal, a deposit, try and write yourself out like a timeline of your goal. Because I think the hardest part about last year with COVID mm. is that we didn't know when it was going to, I mean, we don't know when it's yeah, going to end. We still coming. don't know. <laughs> but I remember back to the second lockdown was the one that didn't end. Mm. Well, it did, it did end, but it took a long time. <laughs> it just never ended. And the reason I think so many of us struggled so much with that is because we didn't, we weren't walking, working yeah. towards anything because yeah. we kept getting, you know, six weeks, then we got to six weeks, oh, two months now. Like you just, there was no end goal. And I think when you're struggling to, um, I suppose, get through a harder time, and obviously it is hard to move back with your family. Like it's okay to say like, it's not a hundred percent ideal, no problem. But set yourself a goal. Okay, in one year, I'm going to have saved X amount. Mm. That's what I need to buy my to get my house deposit. Or I might be halfway to my house deposit then. So I need to work for another year. Mm. Whatever your goals and your saving and you know and everything that you need to work out. But that way, you're working towards something, and you can see the light at the yeah. end of the tunnel. I think yeah. that's really important. If you're just living at home, you don't know when it's going to end. It might be really easy to be like, "That's it. I can't deal with this." But if you can look. You can see the end and mm. you have a plan. Having a plan makes everything, I don't know, I feel like it just makes it so much easier. Then that might help. Uh, yeah, 100%. I feel like having a light at the end of the tunnel is a good way to look at it. Um, and talk to your mum. Love that advice, yeah. Sophie. I just, yeah, I think that. And also, like, if, it, if, if you don't feel comfortable talking to your mum or that conversation goes pear-shaped, like, I, I mean, I don't know what, you know, um, your situation is, but 
maybe you can still distance yourself while you live at home. You mm. can still kind of spend time at the library. Or, you know, now that COVID's not around where we are, you can leave the house and mm. you can do things and spend time mm-hmm. elsewhere. Um, so maybe you can try and work from somewhere else. It sounds like you're working from home, um, which would be hard if your mum works from home mm. as well. I'm not sure where she works. But if you guys are together all day, every day, is there another place you can go possibly work? Mm-hmm. Maybe. If not... <laughs> I'm sorry, my advice sucks. Um, but also, it like, it just, suck. you know, go go and make dinner at your friend's house yeah. or, like, you know, just spend time outside of the house a little bit and distance yourself as much as you can. Um, but I know that's hard when you're living at home. Yeah. Um, yeah. You will get through. <laughs> you will get yeah. through. There is an end to it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Alrighty, next question. I'm a 21-year-old student who feels a bit lost as to where I am heading. A bit about me. I graduated in 2016 and did two years of law school. I always grew up not really knowing myself in the sense that my childhood was all about study and setting me up for success in the future. So I never really had any hobbies or interests. I chose law because I had the mentality of if I could get in, why not? (laughs) Sounds like you. That's literally me. (laughs) In my second year, I realized that law was not me. Sitting in a class, I could feel that I was not meant to be here. I struggled with my mental health, feeling lost and unsure, whilst everyone around me was thriving. Yet at the same time, I'd worked extremely hard in high school to be accepted to such a great uni and a great degree, and I felt like I was throwing it all away. I always loved science, particularly biology at school, and was passionate about making change in health. I grew up from an immigrant family where my close family and relatives were very limited in their knowledge of health and I had the belief that conditions like diabetes and cardiovascular disease were just accepted. I chose to do physiotherapy and now in my third year of of four-year degree and I love it so much. I feel like I'm thriving and I'm in a good place with no regrets. However, in the past year, I've been considering medicine as a career. I feel that while I love physiotherapy, I can have a greater impact as a doctor and really chase my passion. I feel like I have a space there to make change, if that makes sense. The truth is, whilst I love this physio degree, I'm not being challenged in a way I know I can be and I'm craving it. Yet what is stopping me? Number one, I will be starting a long journey in medicine after six years of uni already and many people my age will already be way ahead of me. Number two, I'm very doubtful of my abilities and what I'm not cut out for it. Number three, the debt I would have occurred, oh my gosh, of course, (laughs) four, This is a bit of a silly one, but I'm worried what people will think that I don't know what I'm doing and I'm just jumping around. Great question. And I think this is something that so a lot of the questions we get through the email, the podcast email are about where to go in life after uni and then the pressure and everything. And one thing that really stuck out to me in your what's stopping you is many people my age will already be way ahead of me. Why do we, and I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not talking, I'm not saying like, why, why do you think this? I'm saying like in general, I'm mad at society that we think that getting ahead is like, life is a race. Like whoever finishes uni and gets a job first is going to be ahead of anyone. Like everyone's journey is so, so, so different. And there are people that have started their, I can't remember if we spoke about this last week on the podcast or if this was just a conversation we had during the week, I can't remember. (laughs) But so many people, you know, some people become 
found their business when they're 45. Yeah, I was going to say and that. My um, family friend, uh, she studied and became a nurse when she was like 45, 50. Yeah, people yeah. change and especially our um, as, I don't know what generation you're in, 21. Is that Gen Z? I, I think know. we're millennials. <laughs> I think you're Gen Z. Millennials, Gen Z, we are all changing. I think the, the statistic now is I think we change careers three to five times, which is so different. Our parents had one job and they're yeah. saying the same job the whole way through and that's kind of what we're used to. But there's no, what are you racing towards? Why do, Why will your life, if, you're, if you have found your passion and you want to do medicine, that's amazing. Like if you, it's really identifying your passion is something that a lot of people take ages to do. You've, you're only 21 and you've already done that. So that is amazing. You are only 21. I think that's also really, really important. When yeah. I was studying law, there were so many mature age students yeah. that were, you know, well, actually, I think about half of the people in a lot of my classes were mature age students and they were studying a, starting a law degree when they were 30. Yeah. So, you know, or 40 or 50 or 60. Like, I literally actually, someone was 60 in my class and yeah. that's okay because they decided that was what they wanted to do. So I don't think, don't let your age, like, or the fact that you've Very already done some other yeah. stuff, yeah, hold you back and... Definitely don't worry. No one is ahead of you. Everyone, there's no, life is on a race. Yeah. We are, it's, everyone has their own journey. And also with your debt that you would have accrued, first of all, don't worry because it's hex. Yeah. You don't pay it off unless <laughs> you earn money. So that's the, that's the best thing about it. So I also have a hex debt. You just leave it there and... <laughs> Once you get a job, yeah. (laughs) No, the government automatically takes it out. You have no choice. But you don't have to pay it back Mm. until you start earning money. So I wouldn't worry about that. I think we are lucky that we have – obviously it would be amazing if, like, in some countries um, our government actually made um, tertiary education free, but they do not. That's okay. At least they, you know, pay it up front for us and then we pay back. And I'm pretty sure HEX doesn't have interest. So while it is a debt, yes – it's never. I don't think it's ever used against you. On I'm actually not sure. I don't know. Or if it's seen if you're when you're applying for a house and things. But anyway, that that doesn't matter. The the moral of it is, you don't need to pay it back until you start making money. So so don't let that hold you back. Yeah, and I think more on um, you know the different kind of age students and everything that you're going to be in classes with and everything like that. Like I'm sure there's probably people who will be in your medicine class if you if you do take that plunge. Um, who are sitting there uninterested, mm. like you were when you were in law, you know? And then there's also going to be people um, who might be sitting there and they – and there's also people you're going to meet who might be more ahead in the course, but they haven't done physiotherapy mm. or law or whatever, and they might have more questions in their mind as to what exactly they want to be doing mm. in medicine and everything like that. So I, it, I don't think you should ever look at your past studies as – it's kind of like you laws. Like you're still unsure if you're ever going to practice law. Mm. But you will never regret the fact no. that you did it because you learned so much through yeah. it. Um, and I just think that's really important. Um, and I'm sure you could probably touch on some, some great things that you learned in law that she might have <laughs> learned in the, in the couple of years that she did it that will carry her through life. <laughs> there will. No, there will be things. I think you just need to – like knowledge is invaluable. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't put a, a dollar number or a, a time thing on, on knowledge and um, you haven't taken away anything from your life. You've only, you know, added to your life and especially with your – physio degree that is a fantastic foundation for medicine you will be way more prepared than someone going straight in also with a medical degree uh is if you're in melbourne i'm are you in melbourne i don't know but a lot of um in melbourne i think to get into medicine straight off you actually need to get 
99 point like super high yeah, so most entrance other yeah most yeah. I would say a majority of med students don't come straight from yeah. high school they would already have done an undergrad yeah. anyway so you're probably going to be in the same boat as as a lot of the as a lot of the people and and yeah there's you're never life is not a race I think that's just the most important thing in the world and also how um worried of what other people think who yeah who cares cares who cares you have found what you want to do. Yeah. It's amazing. It's going to open up so many opportunities for you. Mm. If people think anything apart from <laughs> go you, put them in the bin. <laughs> Seriously. Put them in the bin. That, yeah, that's probably not great Golden advice. advice. Don't put them in the bin. <laughs> put their thoughts in the bin, in there. What's the word when it's not the actual bin, the literal bin, the... The actual bin, the no, literal bin. I'm not saying in the actual bin. It's like a... Put them in the... A saying, what, oh, what, I don't know. I'm not saying literally. I'm saying metaphorically. Metaphorically, yes, okay, that is right, what I'm right, saying. What anyway, I'm so, so lost. Then I'll let us like, know, know also what you decide. Yeah. I love. I really love to know. I think. Um, yeah, that's very exciting. I'm okay. very excited for you. I think you're hoping she takes a plunge. If you want, no pressure. No pressure from here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last D and M for today. We've got one. <clears throat> I recently got married. And just wondering if you have any advice on the post-wedding blues. It's nothing to do with my husband. We are very happy to finally be married. However, I feel there is so much hype leading up to the weather, the weather, <laughs> leading up to the wedding with so much planning and time involved. Then it comes and goes by so quickly. I can't help but feel like now what do I do with myself? We aren't ready to have kids yet and we already own our own house. I feel like these are the two main things that people think to do after a wedding. Any tips or advice, I'd really appreciate it. I think we need to reconsider our idea of what marriage means and how important it is. Like in, I got um, a question this week through my Instagram. I did a question box and there was a question about if – I was sad and I, this person, like I, every, it's really, really important. I think a lot of people wrote back to me and said like, it's really mean, but I didn't actually say it like that because I, I assume that this person was being hundred percent serious and they actually were wondering if I was okay, mm. because this is what they've, I suppose, been made to believe about society. And that's why they asked the question, but they said like, are you sad because your wedding's being canceled and Seth's life is perfect. And obviously I also wouldn't have shared my answer to that if I was insecure about it. Yeah. So obviously I'm not like, yeah, I, yeah. I was like, obviously not. No one's life is perfect. I think that's first of all, yeah. really important to put out there. But I think it's really important to remember that first of all, not everyone wants to get married. Yeah. Not everyone wants to have kids yeah. and we don't have to do life in an order of, no. you know, marriage to be, you know, tick that box and then yeah. you tick the box of kids and then, or you, then you tick house, the box of yeah. buying a house. And I think that's really, really important because not, we don't, you don't have to want that. Yeah. And if you don't, that's, that's completely okay. And I think with this question, um, I feel like maybe it's because there's so much pressure on, I mean, I know there's a lot to do before a wedding, but yeah. really it doesn't really the reason you get married is because you want to commit, I suppose, yourself yeah. to this person for the rest of your life. But it doesn't actually necessarily change no. anything in your relationship. It really shouldn't, to be honest. I mean, obviously there is, um, you know, I know there's certain religions and cultures and everything where, you know, they don't even live together until they're married and or they don't, mm. you know, have sex and all that sort of stuff. So it obviously makes a bigger difference mm. to those couples. Um, but really uh, when Josh and I, in the lead up to our wedding, like so many of our friends – were like nothing changes, but in the best way. Is mm. in like not not they didn't say it in a way like oh nothing changes. It's like why did we even get married? They they said it in a way like 
it's like a big party where you just celebrate your love and as you said Lewis, you just kind of commit to each mm. other and you go into this next step and that's it you're still just in the relationship that you're mm. in before like I think there is this misconception that like you get married and then things like house or like babies or this just happily ever after mm. kind of fairy tale just kicks in after your wedding for some reason but um sure it's a it's a beautiful time and you have a nice time and if you get to go away on a honeymoon or mm. whatever sure you might be floating for a little bit but then you will just go back to mm. your relationship whatever your relationship was um and I think that there's definitely probably a big misconception there and back to your point of um, I suppose people thinking that there needs to be some order or that that's like the perfect marriage or whatever. Sure. Josh and I got married. Um, and now we're having a baby a year later and everything like that. And some people might, because of what society has put pressure on in, in like past history and everything like that, that that's the order to do things. And that's like ideal. Kind of or the whatever. norm, I suppose. Yeah. What's expected. expected. Yeah. Oh, I mean like as soon as we were married, mm. it was like, when are you going to have kids? Mm. When are you going to start trying to have kids? Um, I mean, for us, that was something we wanted to do, mm. so it was fine. But exactly what you said, Laws, there's no order. Some people don't want to have kids. Some people don't even want to get married. There is no perfect life. Mm. It's whatever you want to do. And I think if you're – I mean, the biggest sentence that jumped out to me here, which made me happy, was, you know, it's nothing to do with my husband. We're very happy and, like, happy to be married. Like, that's the biggest thing. You shouldn't worry about what anyone else is thinking. If your post-wedding blues were because – something's happening in your relationship that's going downhill Mm. then you know fair enough that's a different conversation but really it just seems like you have felt the pressure from society that after you got married something big would happen or some Mm. big feeling would be around and you're missing that and so Mm. you're wondering if something's missing but if you guys have chatted you don't want kids or whatever like that's totally up to you and you don't have to do what everyone else does after they get married and just enjoy the fact that you've gotten married. A lot of yeah. people like Lawsy haven't been able to get married yet. Um, and that's just that's just another event in life, literally. Yeah. I think because it's so stressful. I mean, yeah. I haven't had a wedding yet, but the lead-up is damn stressful. Probably extra stressful yeah. for like COVID <laughs> brides. Um, and I think because of that, also it's such a high and yeah. well, I sorry. It, I imagine it would be such a high, and for everyone, everyone says it's one of the best days of their lives. And for that reason, I think it would actually be really hard to come down from that because yeah. you've now had what a lot of people say is the best day of their life. So yeah. what is next? Because yeah. we always want bigger and better. And yeah. I think I, I would say just you know enjoy the time you have yeah. together. And if you want some things to fill your time with, maybe schedule like a date night once yeah. a week where yeah. you both. And it doesn't mean you have to go out and spend money. You could you know play Monopoly at home yeah. or buy some really cheap wines and if you even like wine and do a wine tasting like you could do or expensive wines whatever whatever financial whatever you want to do like you know you do you but you could maybe schedule those things in every week like to say every Wednesday you have this date night with your husband and you you talk because I feel like sometimes you come home from work and turn on tv and then you both like to stare at the tv and then you haven't actually sometimes older and I will get to bed I'll be like did we actually talk tonight because we didn't and you have to schedule that time so maybe that that's what you could do um but yeah congrats on getting married also yeah Yeah. and that is all we have time for today guys and thank you so much there's honestly so many other questions we can't wait to get to um we'll continue to you know answer these kind of questions um at the start of every podcast so next week we'll answer another one Mm -hmm. and if you ever have any questions or topics you want us to cover um or even just stories you want to share you can email us at podcast at keepitcleaner.com.au. 
even stories about clumsiness because maybe I would not be alone. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, we love you guys. And if you like episodes like this where we do deep dive into we open up our DNMs. (laughs) It's honestly so hard to say it. DNMs. DNMs. I'm also, my macro, I just have to talk, say this right now. My microphone is sitting on a lion, lion stool, stool in the best child. And I'm just like feeling the sides of it because yeah, it's I really not. <laughs> so I look really weird. I know you can't see me, but I just want to tell Steph like why I look. <laughs> I want to take a photo of you so you can put this on your story. So you guys can see. But yeah, let us know if you like us doing a deep dive into these questions or if you don't, let us know too, because this podcast is for you guys and we, we want you to enjoy it. And if you do enjoy it, you know what would actually ha- really, really mean a lot to us? If you could go and leave us a review on on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. It's quite easy. Uh, obviously, be honest. Yeah. In a nice way. Yes. Because Constructive sometimes, criticism if you have any. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> Apple reviews suck. But not Apple <laughs> as in like the reviews people decide to leave. Um, but yeah, if you would like to leave us a positive review, that would be amazing. We appreciate you listening. And if you'd like to find more, I haven't done this part for a while. Oh my goodness. Hello. It's not even conclusion, end of podcast. If you would like to find more of us, you can on www.keepacleanat.com.au. We have got a seven-day free trial for our program. And if I do say myself, it's... It's a great program. Yeah, (laughs) We'd love you to join our community. And if you'd like to find more of us, you can find us on Instagram at keepitcleaner, at Steph, Claire Smith, and at laura.henshaw. And we will chat to you next week. Bye. Bye.